Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Magnetic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have an awesome guest. She is a good friend of mine. She is a hoot and a holler, and she is here to help women to break free of the cycle of drinking wine for the sake of it. Susan Dickerson is here. She is a wine-free living mentor. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Welcome, Susan, to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to see you and a big hello to the Amy Lee community. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here. And I think that what we're going to talk about today is so important for women, because I think a lot of women kind of get stuck in this idea that in order to be successful, there are certain identities or certain patterns that you need to take on. Um, And so I'm really excited to get started on this topic today. So thank you again for being here. It's an it's an absolute pleasure. And I think the more choices and freedoms we can open up for, for women all over the world, the better, because you can, you can only ever be yourself. And, you know, you're beautiful. So come show up, share yourself with the world, just like I, this one over here. I love that. You're so cute. So tell me, when did you or how did you determine that? And I mean, I have my own reasons, but I'm curious to hear yours. How did you determine that? wine was in in some way a detriment to the well-being of women like where did you start to see these patterns show up well essentially I noticed it in in my everyday life because I worked for a very long time in the magazine publishing industry and so journalism is a really hard drinking profession and I was noticing that the women who were running the business who were further up the food chain than me they were really starting to lean into wine in terms of when it was their birthday there'd be all these millions of bottles kind of appearing on their desk and I'm thinking it's like happy birthday drink champagne oh my god she's got about three or four bottles and it was just a big part of the culture and it was what the women were were talking about in terms of you know wine always seemed to be a constant whether they were celebrating whether they were commiserating and how you know they were spending a fair amount of money on it as well it was it seemed like it was an essential part of of the shopping list Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and do you feel like it had like um or at least for you in, in what you've seen, do you feel like it had a negative effect on, say, like their work or their lifestyle? Or where did you notice patterns there? 
Ah, well, the the other side of the coin was as as well as as well as um the tendency to to buy the wine and talk about it and enjoy you know cooking with it and everything, they were also um spending a lot of money on coffee. So and talking about how tired they were, and it just felt like they weren't kind of joining the dots between the two. That maybe if they kind of addressed how much wine they were drinking maybe their sleep quality would be better they'd be less dehydrated and then in the morning when they're at work and wanting to be on top of it in a meeting they wouldn't be reaching so much for the coffee and the worst case scenario is is, is you know you end up with an absolute banging head from drinking all the caffeine which is kind of pushing down what was probably a little bit of a hangover from the night before with the wine so it just felt like these these really lovely women were just kind of bouncing between these two extremes and no one was really talking about it it just seemed to be oh you know this is this is the way it is this is this is how we live this this is what a successful woman does she has the wine she has the coffee and you know this is how she rolls And did you feel like, or do you feel like when it comes to these two extremes of upper and downer and upper and downer, do you feel like that? Well, okay. So let me, let me bring it back to me for a minute. I know that when I was in corporate America, you know, there were lots of social events where we were given several different courses of wine, right? There was like a course Mm. with every food and a pairing and all these things. And, and it was almost like, societally like ex- like expected that you would be able to identify the different wines and that you would partake of all the different ones and what i found was when i would drink wine i didn't really want to eat <laughs> because mm. it almost like caused like a uh, an upset stomach for me and so what i found was if i took a couple of sips of my wine and then i switched to water i could still kind of stay with that you know, the, the, the order of things without necessarily having to drink the whole glass of wine. And I think also, you know, I think you mentioned, and maybe it was before we started chatting that, that there's this expectation of, of intelligence that goes with wine drinking, right? Cause there's like the snifter and the way that you swirl it. And, and, and it's almost like it speaks to someone's pedigree, maybe like how they, interact with wine, right? Like how, how they partake of it gives you kind of an old money, new money, you know, corporate kind of drinking out of the box kind of a thing. And so maybe, you know, does that kind of enter into it too? Oh, you've absolutely nailed it. We're, there's a massive wine culture. I mean, you you know yourself in your own lifetime, how we've had this whole new world of wine opening up, sort of the, the amazing Aussie reds. Trust me, I managed to drink myself around Australia without really leaving England. That's how excited I was when uh, the Aussie reds hit the UK market. And then you've got the California and Napa amazingness. So you've got this lovely kind of new world, old world conflict going to head, which is really juicy stuff intellectually but you're absolutely right in terms of how people subtly place people and we know how that can go in corporate when you're jockeying for position or someone wants to sort of see if you're the right kind of gal for that job so yes there is let's say I'll just tell it like it is there can be this real snobbery about it and I think you were so smart just to keep sipping the water to be fair because I'm, I'm I'm delighted to report that in the hospitality industry now there is a much 
better understanding, much more mindfulness about how if you work in that industry, then you could very easily become a problem drinker because it's it's your normal. So definitely there is a whole kind of wine identity thing going around. And there is so much to choose from, so many different brands to choose from. Every time you go to the market, you can pretty much pick out and think, yeah, how much money do I have to spend? What do what does my wine bottle say about me when I buy it to take it to a party, when I choose something to drink, when I'm on a date, when I want to impress somebody? You know, which wine shall I get for the big milestone birthday that's coming up for a friend or a family member? There are you're absolutely right. It can touch so many aspects of, of our lives if we so choose to. And we're just kind of oblivious to it because it's it's everywhere. It's it's so normal and shoppable. And speaking of everywhere, you know, when I really think about wine, I mean, of course, there's the connoisseurs and the corporate side. But what I think of when I think of wine, especially as a mom of five, is something that I get to have because my life sucks. Like, that's how wine is painted for stay-at-home moms and wives, right? It's like you worked so hard all day being with your own offspring, taking care of things. You deserve to drink this stuff that tastes like swill. And it's yes. like, <laughs> what now? What, what happened to my cupcake? Like, but, but, but it's, it's almost like it's a right. It's not even a rite of passage. It's like, it's, it, it, it's, it's a numbing agent that is socially acceptable because we've told you that everything about your life is out of alignment with what you really want. So as, as a, as a consolation prize for the children that you wanted to have and the house that you couldn't wait to buy and all of the things that are actually what you want that at the end of that here's this consolation prize that you it's almost like women feel like they need permission to relax and let go and wine is the acceptable permission that's afforded to you at the end of that day Absolutely. The whole kind of idea of sort of mummy's special juice, just I find absolutely shocking. And I think, you know, in sort of 10, 20 years time, we're going to be absolutely horrified and think, wait, what? We've had a whole industry built around trying to make wine self-care when in excess it's self-harm and we have wrecked the livers and these lives of so many women globally. What to um, line some rich dude's pockets still further it's incredible when when we look at it out of that and a very very poor consolation prize if you're so unhappy or just feeling so alone in your marriage in your situation that all you've got is this bottle of vinegar basically to to see you through it's uh, it's something that we often see that when when people start to kind of isolate themselves when they're over drinking they stop reaching out to their girlfriends and they start worrying that no one will understand and they worry about feeling judged and then they think oh my god I'm gonna have to go to AA and I don't want to do that because that's really rough so it's so important to be honest with yourself about everything you're doing whether you know to to manage your feelings or when you just don't feel that you can feel your feelings because they're all valid. Every feeling is is, is like a beautiful colour, seriously. You just have to get to know and appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what would you say would be like a suggested first step if somebody was like, you know what, I drink wine every night at dinner, 
or every time we go to the office, you know, I order one, like what, what would be your suggestion for how somebody could take the first step to maybe if they're not ready to remove wine, but just to like minimize their dependency on it? Now, this is super easy, but you are going to spend a bit more time in the bathroom. Okay, please just just drink more water. Because this is this is just going to help you move the alcohol through your system. And it's also going to give your skin a chance to just keep hydrated. So the very least you can do, just drink more water to help balance the alcohol and the coffee. Wow. It really that, is as simple seems, as that. That seems so easy. That's amazing. I love well, that. If you're in yeah. the bathroom that much, then you're not you're not even going to be able to get to the wine shop, let's face it. But in, in all seriousness as well, I think sometimes we we forget, you know, just because you know drinking at dinner can be very normalized, is that you might actually be a little bit over the limit. You may not have the, the best, clearest head for you to drive. And as a mum, you know, that is terrifying, isn't it? you know, the, the, you know, the school run, nipping to appointments. So this is why the water is just going to help. It's just going to dilute whatever might be in your system and just, you know, give it, give your liver a little bit of a reparation time. Yeah. We haven't, yeah. We haven't even touched on the fact that there are health ramifications, never mind the fogginess and the up and down and the mood swings, but yes, also mm. it could literally turn your liver into, you know, a filet. So this is not, this is not ideal. Absolutely. So if folks want to get a hold of you, if they want to find you, if they want to enter into this world with you and start doing this behind the scenes work, how do they find you? Well, the best thing to do is just come find me on Facebook and friend me. Um, obviously I'm, I'm friends with the mighty Amy Lee, but um, you, can, you can find me under Susan Dickerson. I love that. And I love that you're using your whole name now because all <laughs> of that power just rushes right back into your body and it's delicious. And I am so glad that you took the time to be on the show today. This is such a fascinating topic. And I think so many women don't even realize that there are other choices. They don't realize they become so indoctrinated by these, these habits and these, these, you know, social, social norms that they don't even realize that there's a way to do it differently. And so I think my lucky star is that those women have, um, opportunity to meet someone like you who can walk them through it. So thank you so much for being here, Susan. This has been amazing. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Amy Lee. You have yourself a lovely day. Absolutely. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Magnetic Goddess podcast. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.